When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Welcome to Public Domain Theater. This week, Bram Stoker's The Dualitists or The Death Doom of the Double Born with Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, and guest Mary Holland. Hi, welcome to Public Domain Theater. I'm Lindsay Katai. And I'm Kelly Nugent. And with us today, we have esteemed actress, comedian, writer, gorgeous person. (laughs) You may know her from Veep on HBO. You may know her from Shrink on NBC.com, available now, go watch it. You may know her from the UCB team, JV, and you may know her from her very popular improv team, Wild Horses, and their show, The Perspective, at both Largo and UCB. It's Mary Holland. Hello! Hi! I'm so flattered to be described (laughs) as esteemed. (laughs) You are esteemed. (laughs) Beloved by many and all. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Many and all. By many, all the people who, many, many people all. who know you and all of them love you. Uh, <laughs> nice. Thank but, you guys so much for having me. Thanks of so much course. for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you're just tuning in, this is a show. You, this is what you did. You this skipped ahead 45 seconds. Who knows? Where we read <laughs> a piece of writing from the public domain mm. so that we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> nice, baby. We read it in real time. Presumably, none of us have read it before. Mm-hmm. Have you read The Duelitists? No. You know, I've thought about reading it, but I never have. No, it's I've one of those you it. always want to get it's around to. It's one of to. those that everyone's yeah. like, you gotta read The Doom. Mm-hmm. The Dentist. The Doom of the Double Born. You gotta read it's The Dentist. Drumming in you your head like the a drum. Dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Much as a drum would. A drum. It's drumming. Drum like drum. <laughs> Uh, so we will be reading it aloud, interrupting one another, and giving our own uh, commentary oh, I love as it. we go. This is very exciting. It's a it's a fun way to get cultured, you know. And uh, just so I'm clear on the rules of of what makes a work of art a public domain is when the creator has been dead for over a hundred years. Ah, Not necessarily. No, I just They've did some research the rules on this. That. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, all works uh, 1922 and before um, are unless the copyright has been renewed oh, by, see. like, let's say, ancestors or who, whoever may have passed it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Is usually safe. I see. Um, and then there's the 1978 amendment. Yeah. Where then it's like much longer than it's like 95 years instead yeah it's of like plus x geez. amount of whatever before, or like the like expected age of like in the country or like and then each country is like slightly more lax or strict right yeah or like in the u.s like gone with the wind should the copyright should have expired but to make sure that it didn't they had someone write a sequel so that they oh could retain God. copyright oh it's a God. book called scarlet it is way more a romance novel scarlet's a little bit different spoiler <laughs> i have read it and i bought it recently at a thrift thrift nice. used bookstore and i will read it again oh. i don't know if i can say that it's good all right well keep us posted on your journey <laughs> it's been a little while sure, i definitely sure. didn't like it as much oh i'm sorry about that thanks i mean you know what? The first book has a few problems of its own. Uh, let's just say, say one or two. Let's just yikes. Say, um, slavery. Yeah, <laughs> just like rampant racism. <laughs> um, if we're gonna pinpoint a couple of 
things. <laughs> I thought I was going to say something, and then I got distracted looking at Bram Stoker's bio. Anyway, so speaking, speaking of, of um, you guys want to learn a little bit about Bram Stoker? I do. Yeah. First fact, his name is Abraham Bram Are Stoker. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, that, that first, th- I was like, oh, fucking duh. I did of course not his name is that. Think about it. Didn't even think about that. But doesn't it sound so what like mysterious? Goth. I know. <laughs> anyway, he died in 1912. Um, he is best known today as the author of Dracula, but during his lifetime, he was better known as the personal assistant of the most famous and temperamental actor of the period, <laughs> Henry Irving. Oh, hmm. um, he married Florence Balcombe. I don't think I'm saying that right. Uh, in 1878, she's a celebrated beauty, and her former suitor was Oscar Wilde. Now, Oscar was a little uh, about him ch- about Florence choosing Stoker over him. Oh, but um, Stoker and Wilde then became very close friends. And Stoker then visited Wilde in France even after his arrest and exile from England. Oh my goodness. Um, Stoker idolized Irving, traveling the world with him. Uh, while working for Irving, he started writing in his spare time, including Dracula. He was a deeply private man, but his almost sexless marriage, intense adoration of Walt, Wh- Walt Whitman, Henry mm. Irving, and Hall Caine, and shared interests with Oscar up. Wilde, as well as the homoerotic aspects of Dracula, have led to scholarly <gasps> speculation that he was a repressed homosexual who used his fiction as an oh, outlet for his sexual frustrations. Poor... Guess how this is going to rear its head. Guess how it's going to rear its head. In 1912, (laughs) he demanded imprisonment of all homosexual authors in Britain. Sure, you got to. They're they're doing what I want to be doing. (laughs) And people will find out. (laughs) Yes. It's not fair. It (laughs) has been suggested that this was due to self-loathing and to disguise his own vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Typical. I I mean, Mm. man, this is like, what what a tough rub. That, that's sad. We see that's it everywhere. Really Isn't it wild? You just yeah. see it everywhere. <sighs> the psychological <laughs> problems created by having to remain closeted. Yes. Are many and well documented. Oh, man. And layered. Very sad. Yeah. After he suffered a number of strokes, he died in London in April of 1912. Some biographers attribute the cause of death to tertiary syphilis, others to overwork. He was cremated. His ashes were placed in a display urn at Golders Green Crematorium in North London. You mm. don't want any kind of syphilis. But Not even one next door. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even one adjacent. Not even, no. Your tertiary syphilis, syphilis in the is like, uh, environs. That's right. Yeah. You don't want Syphilis by proxy is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. Don't sneeze at it. No, is, certainly. That's how you'll catch it. What is tertiary? <laughs> Guys, by hold proxy, on. I'm sorry. that's how you catch it. <laughs> Um, what the heck is tertiary? But by proxy, you can just sneeze. That's right. It's airborne. It's just airborne. It's terrible. Um, Hello. Oh, no, no, no. Stop. Hello. Hello. I'm Shelly Duvall. (laughs) Who's Shelly Duvall? Um, Sorry, I'm just confused about what tertiary. Shelly Duvall. Hello. I'm just looking at what tertiary syphilis is. Because I'm. I know it doesn't mean what it sounds like. It sounds like it's next to. <gasps> Is it worse than syphilis? Did you oh, show a picture? There's, there's, nope. a, there's a, a model of a, a It's a model of a head of a person with oh, tertiary God. syphilis. Are you ready? Oh, God. Is it bad? Are you ready? Is it head It's just syphilis? a model. Okay. It's just a model. Okay. okay. Boink. <laughs> it is oh. so upsetting. Oh, my this God. This is so sad. That's that's why. Devastating. This This is why there are characters in like folklore and fairy tales like where I bet goblins. Like, that's what you would call a goblin or a troll or right, something. Right. Because uh, they had tertiary right. syphilis. God, you know the more you know. Mm. Anyways, you guys want to read this story? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's find out what this colorful character. <laughs> All right. Do we want me to start reading? Sure. How many pages is it? Is it? And how much we split? Not guess what? It's exactly twelve. So we'll do four pages <gasps> each. Oh, I that really love works it. Out. Okay. All right. The Dualitists, or the Death Doom of the Double Born, by Bram Stoker. God Again. damn it! Because <laughs> you know mean, what it is? It's the Bram. I wish his name was Bam Stoker. Bam Stoker. I know Bam that art makes you Bram feel like a second R is in the Stoker. making. 
<laughs> and it starts with biz dat queen non cito dat. So I don't know. Latin people tweet at us. Parse Tell it. us what that means. <laughs> Latin people. <laughs> people that know people Latin. speak Latin. Not <laughs> peoples of Latin. Not <laughs> people from Latin America. Yes. People that love hey, all you the Latins. dead language. <laughs> yes. Love ancient languages. Speaking mm -hmm. of racism, we are some. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> all right. There was joy in the house of Bub. For ten long years had Ephraim and Sophonis Bub Bub mourned in vain. <laughs> no. Already. Off we to couldn't a bad even make start. it a sentence. Bub. What do we think it is? Sophonisba? Sophonisba. I think it's Sophonisba. Sophonisba or Sophonisba? I, I, you know what? It might be Sophonisba. Okay. Sophonisba. Okay. For ten we'll long years had Ephraim and Sophonisba Bub mourned in vain the loneliness of their life. Unavailingly had they gazed into the emporia of baby linen and fixed their searching glances on the basket maker's warehouses where the cradles hung in tempting Aww. rows. That was a sad. Uh-oh. In vain had they prayed and sighed and groaned and wished and waited and wept, but never had even a ray of hope been held out by the family physician. Yikes. But now at Those last. Bubs. Poor bub. Poor baby bubs. bubs. Ba no, there's no baby bub. Poor babyless bub. Not a baby bub. But now at last, the wish-for moment had arrived. Month after month had flown by on leaden wings, and the destined days had slowly measured their course. The months had become weeks. The weeks had dwindled down to days. The days had been attenuated to hours. Wait, I'm confused. That's I not how time know. works. <laughs> I mean, at least not in our linear no, existence. No, 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 no. Just keep listening. It'll make sense. Oh, okay, the sorry. hours had lapsed into minutes. The minutes had slowly died away, and but seconds remained. Oh, now I get oh, it. Okay. That it got even so less. Got less. Now I understand. <laughs> it just kept being Completely. less. Completely. Okay. I don't follow. I don't follow either. <laughs> trust the story. Trust the story. Trust it. Trust it. Trust it. Remember trust, how trust, many trust. times we felt trust lost at the beginning? Stroker. Stroker. Stroker knows what he's doing. Trust Stroker. <laughs> trust Stroker. Trust the strokes. Ephraim Bub sat cowering on the stairs and tried with high-strung ears to catch the strain of blissful music from the lips of his firstborn. There was silence in the house, silence as of the deadly calm before the cyclone. Ah, Ephraim Bub, little thinkest thou that another moment may forever destroy the peaceful, happy course of thy life, and open to thy two craving eyes the portal of that wondrous land where childhood reigns supreme, and where the tyrant infant with the wave of his tiny hand and the imperious treble of his tiny voice sentences his parent to the deadly vault beneath the castle moat. Ugh. Oh, I man, understand now. Oh man, Ephraim. I understand the time thing now. Mm. Like it, they were waiting down the days, the days till the baby arrives. I see. Okay, and they now are all trouble. here. They've had trouble, and now and it's now, like, oh my god, it's Dad's about freaking to happen. Now there's of like a little baby. He, he doesn't know what's going on. He, he, they, you know what? When you spend all your Tyrant. life trying, you don't know what to do when it happens. Mm -hmm. Pressure. As the thought strikes thee, thou becomest pale. How thou tremblest as thou findest thyself upon the brink of abyss. Wouldst that thou could recall the past. But hark, the die is cast for good or ill. The long years of praying and hoping have found an end at last. From the chamber within comes a sharp cry, which shortly after is repeated. Ah, Ephraim, that cry is the feeble effort of childish lips as yet unused to the rough worldly form of speech to frame the word father. I don't think oh, he's saying father. No. I mean, yeah, just to be I mean, honest, he's yet. saying as like yet. never formed as anything. Yet. Okay, as yet. It's coming. It's coming. You guys, we need to be patient. Like no. at the table, no. can you say father? No. The word father is coming. <laughs> I can't promise that at all. I feel like Bram Stoker is not going to give this a happy ending. <laughs> no. Just Doesn't a shot. I mean, dark. double born. Ooh. Yikes. We know what's coming. <laughs> No, we don't. No. no, we don't. I have oh, no idea. No idea oh, what double twins. boy means. I mean, oh, God. Ooh, evil, twins. evil twins. Oh, conjoined yep. twins. Oh. oh. I mean. In the glow of thy transport, all doubts are forgotten. And when the doctor cometh forth as the harbinger of joy, he findeth thee radiant with newfound delight. Is the whole thing I'm written just, like I this? I was about to say, I'm just Or is just it just gonna, his like, mind doing this? I'm just going to interject to say that I think it's going to be a little bit miserable when it gets to me <laughs> because I tend to create more saliva than Kelly does and have a few more pops. So it's going to be a lot of... Well, I'm, I'm looking down here. I just peeked. It's it's not. It's oh, okay. when it's in his mind, he's being very like, Bleh. okay, okay, cool. 
Um, Got it. Okay. The world is safe. <laughs> the world is safe. Uh, my dear sir, allow me to congratulate you to offer twofold felicitation. People love using you, felicitation. No, no, but you were right. Oh, okay. Mr. Bub, sir, you are the father of twins. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Bub. Uh, Mr. Bub. it. Oh, Couple he baby bubs. He's got two, two baby bubs. Two bouncing baby bubs. <laughs> two bubbies. <laughs> chapter two. Oh, chapters. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, Unexpected. Kind of uh, bold in a short story. Okay. okay. Uh, do you say this halcyon? Halcyon is how I say it. Okay. I couldn't say that that's I, correct. I looked it up recently, and I remember being surprised because I had to read it for a Might be Halcyon then. Okay. Hal, mm. Halcy I'll do like a weird middle. Halcyon days. <laughs> the twins were the finest children that were ever seen, so at least said the cognoscenti, and the parents were not slow to believe. The nurse's opinion was in itself a proof. It was not, ma'am, that they was fine for... Oh, God. Uh -oh. Okay. It was not, ma'am, that they was fine for twins, but they was fine for singles. And she had ought to know, for she had... Oh, lost. oh no. Lost. Okay. I just don't like that this is written. Oh, it's it's written... Oh, in a... What do they oh, call that? As, like, um... Like, dial the dialect. dialect. Yeah. But they was fine for singles, and she had ought to know, for she had nursed a many in her time, both twins and singles. All they wanted was to have their dear little legs cut off and little wings on their dear little shoulders for to be put one on each side of a white marble tombstone cut beautiful sacred to the relic of Ephraim Bub. I'm sorry, what? I don't All know All they why. want is to be entombed in a mausoleum. They just want to cut those babies up. <laughs> put them on <laughs> Make a more big babies. piece of marble. Yeah. <laughs> if, you cut off, if you cut off the legs of babies... You got three babies. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Now you cut off the arms. You got, you got a couple more. You got, <laughs> you've got 14 five. babies. You've got five babies. <laughs> I think I'm losing the math here. Every, every cut off limb is yeah, a new baby. It multiplies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, that they might, sir, <laughs> if so be that Mrs. was mm -hmm. to survive the father of two such lovely twins... Although she would make bold to say, and no offense intended, that a handsome gentleman, though a trifler too older than his good lady, though for the matter that she heard that gentleman was never too old at all. I don't know what's happening here either. I don't know what's going on. And for her own, this is the maid talking. Totally lost. And for her own part, she liked them the better for it. Not like bits of boys that didn't know their own minds. That a gentleman was, wait. What is she saying? <laughs> What is she saying? Get to the point, that, nurse. That a gentleman, <laughs> what was the father of saying. two such heavenly twins, oh, God boy. bless them, couldn't be called anything but a boy, though for the matter of that, she had never known in her existence, which it was much, of a boy as had such twins, or any twins at all <laughs> so much for the matter of that. Okay, so she's just like, wow, twins. She's like, can you That's believe the these twins? Line. Yeah, yeah. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> insane she's like wow i never knowed such a boy as to have these two twins who are just boys but they are twins who angels have but twixt between them twins also she <laughs> like she threw in kind of like a drag she was like um you're handsome a little old but uh you birthed some twins right right <laughs> I was like wait what but he probably didn't even hear that because the whole time he's like uh-huh cool can't tell with your accent mm -hmm. great <laughs> The twins were the idols of their parents, and at the same time, their pleasure and their pain. Sure, granted. Okay, are you ready granted. to hear their names? Mm -hmm. So ready. Did Zerubbabel cough? Oh, God. Ephraim would start from his balmy slender slumbers with an agonized cry of consternation. Sorry, repeat. Did Zerubbabel cough? Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel bub. <laughs> what are they doing? They don't know what they're doing. They shouldn't have twins. They shouldn't. What are they doing? <laughs> what, like, literally, what are they doing? Naming their what child was their, What was it? Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. That's one. Zerubbabel. And then, that's one. And then Ephraim. Named Ephraim after the, the dad. dad. I thought it was named after the dad. No, no, no. Um, no. Here we go. Here we go. Ephraim Strap would start in. from his balmy slumbers with an agonized cry of consternation. Oh, I see. For visions of innumerable twins black in the face from croup haunted his nightly pillow. Oh, jeez. Okay. Did Zachariah rail at ethereal expansion? Sophonispa, with pallid hue and disheveled locks, would fly to the cradle of her offspring. 
So you named one of your so, kids a pretty normal name. Zachariah. Zachariah. And then the other kid, Zerubbabel. Well, you you have to remember that there was a whole, like, that was the decade when every mother mm. was naming their daughter Zerubbabel. <laughs> That's true. That's right. It That's was true. so yeah. common. So that common. Like, Sarah. Common. I was in a class yeah. with 12 Zerubbabels <laughs> and 15 Sarahs. <laughs> and two Jennifers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and she would have thought there were more. Right. It was Indiana. It was different. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's different everywhere. Yeah. Everybody's got, you know, their own Zerubbabel. <laughs> I've never been to Indiana. I don't know why that was my state that I chose. <laughs> oh. I thought you had some inside oh, okay. knowledge. No? Just okay. that's where I decided there were a lot of Zerubbabels. <laughs> okay. All right. Did pins, torture, or strings afflict, or flannel, or flies tickle, or light dazzle, or darkness affright, or hunger, or thirst assail the synchronous productions? The household of Bub would be roused from quiet slumbers, or the current of its manifold workings changed. The twins grew apace, were weaned, teethed, and at length arrived at the stage of three years. Mm-hmm. They grew One of my in, favorite stages. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good stage. Stage of three. <laughs> they grew in beauty side by side. They filled one home, etc. <laughs> <laughs> and so huh? forth. I mean, it's such flowery language to then say, etc. Et <laughs> and also, like the fr- like the way it's like it's like it's a poem. Yeah, but oh, why end a poem with etc.? Like mm-hmm. and and doth did they grow in might as they did in beauty and um, you get it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's a bub thing. It's a bub thing. And blah, blah, blah. Chapter three. These chapters are flying by. Rumors of wars. Okay. Harry Murford and Tommy Stanton well, lived in the- who the fuck are these people now? <laughs> Harry. <laughs> these names aren't what Tommy. I'm used to. I'm Tommy, and here's my friend Beelzebub. What is that <laughs> kid's name? Beelzebub. <laughs> Zerubbabel. He's Satan himself. <laughs> He's the devil. Um- Harry Murford and Tommy Santon lived in the same range of villas as Ephraim Bubb. Harry's parents had taken up their abode in number 25. Number 27 was happy in the perpetual sunshine of Tommy's smiles. And between these two residences, Ephraim Bubb reared his blossoms, the number of his mansion being 26. Harry and Tommy had been accustomed from the earliest times to meet each other daily. Their primal method of communication had been by the housetops. So their respective sires had been obliged to pay compensation to Bub for damages to his roof and dormer windows. Ooh, amen. Amen to that. I mean, <laughs> kids running around on the roof. And from that time, they had been forbidden by the home authorities to meet. Whilst wow, their the mute home oh, authorities. these poor kids, Harry and Tommy. Mm. Harry and Tommy are in love. Oh. And from that time, beep, 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 beep. Uh, Whilst their mutual neighbor had taken the precaution of having his garden walls pebble-dashed and topped with broken glass to prevent their incursions. Dude, this bub guy sucks. Mr. Bub, I th- we had just come to broken appreciate glass. you. He's trying to cut up the feet of these like two little boys. He's trying to keep them out. Harry and Tommy, however, being gifted with daring souls, lofty, ambitious... Ep- Lofty, ambitious, impetuous natures and strong seats to their trousers defied the rugged oh. walls of Bub and continued to meet in secret. Cute. That's cute. And these kids are their <laughs> fucked up pants. Cute. Cute. Compared with these two youths, Castor and Pollux, Damon and Pythias, Eloisa and Abelard are but tame examples of duality or constancy and friendship. All the poets from... Hygienist to Schiller might sing of noble deeds done and desperate dangers held as not for friendship's sake, but they would be mute had they but have known of mutual affection of Harry and Tommy. I'm going to call it now. Stoker is way building up expectations for these kids. Yeah. And I am going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> day by day and often night by night. Would these two brave the perils of nurse and father and mother of whip and imprisonment and hunger and thirst and solitude and darkness to meet together? What they discussed in secret, none other knew. What deeds of darkness were perpetrated in their symposia, none could tell. Alone they met. Alone they remained. Couldn't they just knock on each other's front door? Yeah. Hey, can hey. Harry come out to play? No. Hey, can no. Tommy come out to play? They have to They have to make the stakes higher. They're right. making their own trouble. Right. Yes. And alone they departed to their several abodes. There was in the garden of Bub a summer house overgrown with trailing plants and surrounded by young poplars when the 
which the fond father had planted on his children's natal day, and whose rapid growth he had proudly watched. These trees quite obscured the summer house, and here Harry and Tommy, knowing after a careful observation that none ever entered the place, held their conclaves. Time after time they met in full security and followed their customary pursuit of pleasure. "'Twas here they wrote the Declaration of Independence." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite conclave. <laughs> English Parliament was hammered out within this conclave by two nine-year-olds. <laughs> Forbidden. <laughs> Let us raise the mysterious veil and see what was the great unknown at whose shrine they bent the knee. Yes, thank you, please. Mm -hmm. Harry and Tommy had each been given a Christmas box. Okay. A new knife. And Ooh. for a long time, mm -mm. nearly a year, these knives... Similar in size and pattern were their chief delights. Okay. Okay. <laughs> With them, they cut and hacked in their respective homes all, thing which, all things which would not be likely to be noticed. For the young gentlemen were wary and had no wish that their moments of pleasure should be atoned for by moments of pain. The insides of drawers and desks and boxes, even the underparts of tables and chairs. Okay, are they brave or are they wary? <laughs> Make a choice. <laughs> They're brave sometimes and wary other times. No, you can't be two different things. <laughs> <laughs> the backs of picture frames, even the floors, where corners of the carpets could surreptitiously be turned up, all bore marks of their craftsmanship. Okay, so they're just like cutting they're just shit. Cutting they're just little stuff. boys. Or they got they're knives. like poking stuff. Who's <sighs> giving them knives? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, when it was it was fucking bub. I'm eighteen. 80s or whatever. I know, they're like, yeah, you get a stick and a hoop, and then you get a knife. Yep. Um, then you get some pantaloons. <laughs> and to compare notes on these artistic triumphs was a source of joy. At length, however, a critical time came. Some new field of action should be opened up, for the old appetites were sated, and the old joys had begun to pall. It was absolutely necessary that the existing schemes of destruction should be enlarged, and yet this could hardly be done without a terrible risk of discovery, for the limits of safety had long since been reached and passed. But, be the risk great or small, some new ground should be broken, some new joy found, for the old earth was barren, and the craving for pleasure was growing fiercer with each successive day. Oh, I get that. Oh, man, mm. listen, you get desensitized, and you just yep. keep searching out the new thing. Yep. Yep. You got that craving for pleasure. And yep. then you need that third cup of coffee, because the first two oh. weren't enough. No. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> that good old caffeine, baby. <laughs> that was the first vice I could think of. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm crazy. I drink coffee. <laughs> the crisis had come. Who could tell the issue? Chapter 4. The Tucket Sounds. They met in the arbor, determined to discuss this grave question. The heart of each was big with revolution, the head of each was full of scheme and strategy, and the pocket of each was full of sweet stuff, the sweeter for being stolen. After, I will say that I like, I like the expression of like two little boys just playing, mm -hmm. being so serious. Because yeah. that's the kind of like energy and seriousness you yeah. would inject to it as kids. Absolutely. Totally. So it is like, while I'm like, okay, it is fun. And it gives you a really good sense of like how they thought of it. Yes. Yeah. The stakes were high. Yeah. yeah. And it like has a similar, it's different. It's different, but I, I, that thread of like giving such seriousness to like a child thing it reminds mm -hmm. me of like something wicked this way comes where like mm. the kids everything they're doing is so serious like even at the beginning when they're like the carnival's coming we should go see it like it's like it reminds me of um how like kids are always running no matter where they go mm -hmm. or like and they're always like oh well, we have to figure the out the most important yeah. thing yeah. or it's like yeah. a very wes anderson yeah yeah uh, pet theme yeah Kids taking things very seriously. Yes. And like tiny little adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After having dispatched. With knives. Yeah, with, with these like with hunting knives. knives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After having dispatched the sweets, the conspirators proceeded to explain their respective views with regard to the enlargement of their artistic operations. Tommy unfolded with much pride a scheme in which he had contemplation of cutting a series of holes in the sounding board of the piano so as to, to destroy its musical properties. Wow, that would. Classic. Classic. And you know what? I mean, Classic he's got to think outside the knife. He's like, all he's doing is knife, knife, knife. 
Harry. You get a bee in your bonnet or <laughs> yeah, or whatnot. You get a knife you know, in your hand. I think a bee in your bonnet is if you're angry. But you know what? You, know, you, you get you, you get, get on in your craw. You, you get something stuck in your head, and you just got to keep going to it. He's got it. He's got to just keep picking at that scab. Um, Harry was in no wise behindhand in his ideas of reform. Those words were a little trippy. Yeah. Okay. He had conceived the project of cutting the canvas at the back of his great-grandfather's portrait, which his father held in high regard among his lairs and penates. Oh, so rude. So that in time, the picture should be removed from the skin of paint would be... Oh, so that in time when the picture should be moved, the skin of paint would be broken. The head fall bodily out from the frame. Yikes. That's Whoa, mean. this is mean. That is very a mean. relative. A very, very, relative. very mean. Okay, do you want to start? At this point of the council, a brilliant thought occurred to Tommy. Why should not the enjoyment be doubled and the musical instruments and family pictures of both establishments be sacrificed on the altar of pleasure? This was agreed to, and then some a couple of Latin words, which I assume mean immediately. Right. And Post then, haste. Yes. This was agreed to at once. <laughs> and then the meeting adjourned for dinner. When they next met, it was evident that there was a screw loose somewhere, <laughs> that there was something <laughs> rotten in the state of Denmark. Ooh. Oh, nice. This is Hamlet reference. Mm-hmm. Love that. Worldly <laughs> children. Intellectuals. <laughs> After a little fencing on both sides, it came out that all the schemes of domestic reform had been foiled by maternal vigilance. Oh, oh that's those damn maternal mind. vigilance. And that so sharp had been the reprimand consequent on a partial victim sorry, partial discovery of the schemes that they would have to be abandoned. Shoot. Till such time, at least, as increased physical strength would allow the reformers (laughs) to laugh, to scorn parental threats and injunctions. Just you wait till I kick your fucking ass, mom. when I'm 18. Uh, Oh, my God. I don't want to hear, mom. (laughs) Are they going to kill those babies? I hope not. This That's is what, what I'm I, thinking. My I'm brain worried. just keeps going to those double babies. Born. Those babies. What's mm. happening with the double yeah, born? Yeah, because the whole time those I'm double born nervous. are sitting in that house in between them. Plus, yeah. the whole it's time. Bram Stoker. He doesn't like writing about cute things. No. no. He's going to mm. make them be some kind of... A little of, nervous. Oh, God. A little nervous. Okay, here we Freaking go. Freaking kidding me, <clears throat> Bram. <gasps> Tommy and whatever the fuck. Tommy and other Harry. one. Harry and Tommy. Yeah, that was it. Great. Right. Good guess. Cool. Guess, wait. Right now, try to guess the twins' names. Fuck. Uh, so Zebubel Zeb- and um, Zachariah. Zebubel. <laughs> we got yeah, Zachariah. 100%. And Zebubel. Great. Sadly, the two forlorn youths took out their knives and regarded them. Sadly, sadly, they thought, as Erst did Othello. Okay, you fucking snobs. Okay, you know what? There's these more to life kids, than Shakespeare. These little kids are, you know why they they have to hang out in secret? Because nobody likes them. That's right. Because they, all they do is <laughs> they do quote, quote Shakespeare, Shakespeare all day long. It's like they are they, so we get annoying. It. They're so Ugh. annoying. You so know what snobs. they're carving? They're just carving in like quotes from Shakespeare in the, for sure. In everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like, sure. yep. Erst did Othello, of all the fair chances of honor and triumph and glory gone forever. They compared knives with almost the fondness of doting parents. There they were, so equal in size and strength and beauty. Like the babies. Oh. Dimmed by no corrosive rust. Like, like the, babies. the babies. Like the babies. Tarnished by no stain. Babies. Like babies. And with unbroken edges of the keenness of Saladin's sword. Baby. Like babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> the babies. Yeah, like the babies. Right? <laughs> so like were the knives that but for the initials scratched in the handles, neither boy could not have been sure which was his own. Uh-oh. After a little while, they began, are they each going to take home a baby? <laughs> and then they'd be like, which one is ours? <laughs> Let's carve our initials in. <laughs> After a little while, they began mutually to brag of the superior excellence of their respective weapons. Tommy insisted that his was the sharper. Harry asserted that his was stronger of the two. Hotter and hotter grew the war of words. The tempers of Harry and Tommy got inflamed and their boyish bosoms glowed with manly thoughts of daring and of hate. But there was abroad in that hour a spirit of a bygone age, one that penetrated even to that dim arbor in the grove of Bub. The world old scheme of Welcome ordeal. To the grove Welcome of to bub. the grove of bub. Wait, wait. Do you Sweet have a ham. reservation? <laughs> <laughs> the world old scheme of ordeal was whispered by the spirit in the ear of each, and suddenly the tum- tumult, tumult was allayed. 
With one impulse, the boys suggested that they should test the quality of their knives <gasps> by the ordeal of the hatch. What hatch? <sighs> Capital H, A C H. A C hatch. Hush. Hush. No sooner said than doing? done. I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> Harry held out his knife edge uppermost, and Tommy, grasping his firmly by the handle, brought down the edge of the blade crosswise on Harry's. The what? process was then reversed, and Harry oh, became oh, in turn the aggressor. Sword they're sword fighting. Knife fighting. Yeah. Knife fighting. I yeah. mean, they're just kids. Knife fighting. Let them knife fight. <laughs> Why not? They're... I'd rather they do it in the bub's yard I'd than out they do where it. I, I mean, know. in the bub's they're yard. At least enclave. I can see them. The bub enclave. <laughs> No. Then they paused and eagerly looked for the result. It was not hard to see. In each knife were two great dents of equal depth. <gasps> well, there you go. And I so mean, it was necessary good, yeah. to renew the contest and seek a further mm -hmm. proof. Yeah, we okay, need a great contest. What needs it to relate the details of that direful strife? Just know that if I go, there was a Latin word. Okay, great. <laughs> the sun had long since gone down and the mm. moon with fair smiling face had long risen over the roof of Bub. When wearied and jaded, <laughs> Harry and Tommy sought their respective homes. Alas, the splendor of the knives was gone forever. Aww. Ichabod, Ichabod! What? The glory had departed and not remained but two useless wrecks with keen edges destroyed. And now, like, oh, they, mm. they well, fucked you up their knives. Up. Gonna, well, yeah, because they were... Come on. Why doofs. would they... You couple of doofs. Appreciate what you have. Oh, boy. <laughs> With keen edges destroyed, and now like unto nothing, save the serried hills of Spain. But though they mourned for their fondly cherished weapons, the hearts of the boys were glad, for the bygone day had opened to their gaze a prospect of pleasure as boundless as the limits of the world. Hmm, they got over that fast. Yeah. 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 You know, they're kids. <clears throat> they're kids, child. you know. They're child. They're bouncy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're bouncy. They'll bounce back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chapter 5. The First Crusade. <gasps> they're going to go back into the bub house. Whoa. Oh, my God. From that day, a new era dawned in the lives of Harry and Tommy. Oh so God. long as the resources of the parental establishments could... Wow. A real parental units type slang back yeah. then. Establishment. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> the parental establishments could hold out so long would their new amusement continue. Suddenly, they obtained surreptitious possession of articles of family cutlery, not in general use, and brought them one by one to their rendezvous. It's like a cake server. Yeah, they just are, keep Are stealing. their parents at all worried that these kids are, like, going in a bad direction? Like, they really love the knives we got them. And, yeah. and they messed, they, they knifed they them so them hard <laughs> that they're no longer usable. <laughs> and now they're going through our cutlery and getting not needed things <laughs> that like, we use. I'm just picturing the... they're practicing for when they'll be horrible men later. I don't know. I'm worried. <laughs> and I feel like the, ma the maternal unit is like every time she opens a drawer, she's like, well, what the? <laughs> There's just holes all over this. Yeah. She's like, hon. Huh? Hon, have you opened the bread box? There are a bunch of nicks in it. A bunch of holes in here. Just, just, just someone to... went stir crazy with a with a hunting knife. I know That's it's right. not a mouse. A mouse isn't strong enough for that. No. Where's my skewer? <laughs> These came fair and spotless from the sanctity of their butler's pantry. Oh, oh they're not the parents. Richie riches. Richie yeah, riches. They're not looking. Mm, mom's not looking. They are not paying attention. Alas, they returned not as they came. But in course of time, the stock of available cutlery became exhausted, and again, the inventive faculties of the youths were called into requisition. Wait, so they're just mm, destroying those? Little repetitive those? here, Stoker. Yeah, they just keep destroying different cutlery, cutting just it up on each other. each other. I guess. God, yeah, I mean, just these kids. hacking into their own Summer knives. school. Try it. Yeah, give Some them a Camp. Camp. Schooling lessons. Yeah. Just, you know, a hobby. Get know. out of here. Cello. They reasoned thus. The knife game, it is true, is played out, but the excitement of the hack is not to be dispensed with. <laughs> of course not. Let us carry then this great idea into new worlds. Let mm -hmm. us still live in the sunshine of pleasure. Let us continue to hack, but with objects other than knives. Let's use babies. <laughs> <laughs> they each have the Let's identical babies. Thank you. I mean, I could truly sum up this whole chapter of uh -huh. Harry and Tommy. I can mm -hmm. sum up as these two kids, they like live down the street from one another. They they love knives. Yeah. I just summed up the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. And here we go. <laughs> it was done. Not knives now engaged the attention of the ambitious youths. 
Spoons and forks were daily flattened what? and beaten out of shape. Pepper oh, caster God. met pepper caster in combat, and both were born dying from the field. Get them some That's damn toys. Also, I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Get them some toys. Here's the thing. Toys. If you have a butler set of cutlery, mm-hmm. you can get your kid a toy. Mm. Yeah. Y- you know, and also, they're not paying attention. All these they're kids are doing attention. every day is just destroy. Like, the only thing they do is destroy items on other items Mm -hmm. yeah every day yeah they're fighting with them each is a get them a phone get them an iphone each is a little army (laughs) figure candlesticks met in fray to part no more on this side of the grave even mm, this is french epergens were used as weapons in the crusade of hack at last all the resources of the butler's pantry became exhausted and then began i covered the mic Became right now with a little (laughs) and then began a system of miscellaneous destruction that proved in a little time ruinous to the furniture of the respective homes of Harry and Tommy. These children are nightmares. Yeah, yeah, they're really disasters. They're really bad. I hope they learn the lesson. Mrs. Santon and Mrs. Murford began to notice that the wear and tear in their households became excessive. Day after day, some new domestic calamity seemed to have occurred. Today, a valuable edition of some book whose luxurious binding made it an object for public display would appear to have suffered some dire misfortune, for the edges were frayed and broken and the back loose, if not altogether displaced. Tomorrow, the Mm. same awful fate would seem to have followed some miniature frame. The day following, the legs of some chair or spider table would show signs of extraordinary hardship. Even in the nursery, the sounds of lamentation were heard. It was a thing of daily occurrence for the little girls to state that when going to bed at night, they had laid their dear dollies in their beds with tender care, but that when again seeking them in the period of recess, they had found them with all their beauty gone, with legs and arms amputated. Okay, all right. These kids are getting dark. This is leading to the babies. This is leading to the babies. And faces beaten from all semblance of human form. Whoa, okay. These kids are psychopaths. This is like one of the trifecta, right? This is like like you, if you pee your bed, and Mm -hmm. if you like mutilate a doll, Mm -hmm. and if you light a building on fire, then you're a serial killer. This is not good. (laughs) If you light a building on fire, it's a warning. That's a warning. Just like parents, keep an eye out. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out if your kid lights a building. Just you know, it's something to talk about. Put a pin in it. Just yeah. Then articles of crockery began to be missed. Crockery, crockery. What is it? Like spoons? Could in no case. Well, like uh, pots and stuff. Ah, crock pot. The thief could in no case be discovered. And the wages of the servants from constant stoppages began to be nominal rather than real. Oh, they're taking it out of the fucking oh, servants' pay. You know that's what? Bullshit. This is kids. some bullshit. These oh, kids wow. suck. These kids mm-hmm. suck. Big time. Nope. Now you've lost me, you crazy little psychos. I hope they really, really. You know what? I hope they, <coughs> they, they, they I hope they mess with something dark. Well, those babies, those bubs. It's those babies. Mrs. Murford and Mrs. Stanton mourn their lo- Stanton mourn their losses, but Harry and Tommy gloated day after day over their spoils, which lay in an ever-increasing heap in the hidden grove of Bub. To such an extent had the fondness of the hack now grown that with both use it was an infatuation, a madness, a frenzy. At length, one uh. awful day arrived. The butlers of the houses of Murford and Stanton, harassed by constant losses and complaints, and finding that their breakage account was in excess of their wages, determined to seek some sphere of occupation where... Please, I I wish them well. Yeah. Seriously. If they did not meet with a suitable reward or recognition of their services, they would, at least, not lose whatever fortune and reputation they had already acquired. Accordingly, before rendering up their keys and the goods entrusted to their charge, they proceeded to take a preliminary stock of their own accounts to make sure of their accredited accuracy. Dire indeed was their distress when they knew to the full to the full the havoc which had been wrought, terrible their anguish of the present, bitter their thoughts of the future. Their hearts, bowed down with a weight of woe, failed them quite, reeled the strong brains that had erst overcome foes of deadlier spirit than grief, and fell their stalwart stalwart <laughs> forms. I feel prone like I'm drowning the floors of their respect. They were sad. Latin there's, words. They're sad. Okay. <laughs> These butlers are fucking bereft because of these <laughs> yes, these, these nightmare children nut, nut jobs yeah late in the day when their services were required they were sought for in bower and hall and at length discovered where they lay 
but alas for justice. They were yeah. accused of being drunk and for having, whilst in that degraded oh, condition, man. deliberately injured all the property. Oh, no, 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 I know. This is fucked. This is so up. fucked These up. These two little shits. Um, you know what? These shits, they deserve whatever happens. Ugh, fuck oh. them. Were not the evidences of their guilt patent to all the he he hecatombs, hecatombs? hecatombs of the destroyed? Then they were charged with all the evils wrought in the houses, and on their indignant denial, Harry and Tommy, each in his own home, according to their concerted scheme of action, stepped forward and relieved their minds of the deadly weight that had for long in secret bore them down. The story of each ran that time after time he had seen the butler, when the thought that nobody was looking, knocking knives together in the pantry, chairs and books and pictures in the drawing room oh, and study, uh. dolls in the nursery, and plates in the kitchen. Then indeed was the master of each household stern and uncompromising in his demands for justice. What was the... <laughs> in the parents' minds. Yeah. They're like, oh, Harry, you're telling me you just saw the butler knocking yeah. around with books That's and the kicking furniture and like... Pounding cutlery together? Well, I well, believe you. I, I completely, of course I believe you. Because that's a thing anyone would do over the age of 12. Right. <laughs> I'm just picturing, <laughs> like, stupid. this butler, like, <clears throat> grabbing, like, ha ha has, like, a big duffel and just, like, throwing a bunch of shit in it and just, like, shaking the duffel. Yeah. <laughs> like a maraca. I was just imagining the butler, like, taking two things and banging it over his head <laughs> like he was in a, like, one-man band. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's he's insane, but he keeps a great house. He oh, does. He does. He does. He's he actually things, quite clean, but, but they're clean. But yeah, yeah. He destroys them, but they're but clean. They're clean afterwards. <laughs> There's a difference between dirty and messy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> big, a big difference. Big difference. Each butler was committed to the charge of murder, Mindens oh. <laughs> of the law under the double charge of drunkenness and willful this destruction some, of property. This is like Terrible. mass. This is across the, the board. Uh, these kids are ruining the lives mm -hmm. of the servants in this entire town. Yeah, it's really bad. You know, this wouldn't happen at Downton. I'm just saying. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, Mr. Bates would have cracked down. Mr. Yeah. Bates. Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates, Bates. Bates would have murdered them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could. <laughs> Softly and sweetly slept Harry and Tommy in their little beds that night. Angels seemed to whisper to them, for they smiled as though lost in pleasant dreams. The rewards given by proud and grateful parents lay in their pockets. Oh, they got rewards! Mm -hmm. This is really bad. And in their hearts, the happy consciousness of having done their duty. Truly sweet should be the slumbers of the just. Chapter 6. Let the dead past bury its dead. Whoa. Kay. Things took a turn. <laughs> it might be supposed that now the operations of Harry and Tommy would be obligated to be abandoned. Not so, however. These, the minds of these youths were no common order, nor were their souls of such weak nature as to yield at the first summons of necessity. Like Nelson, they knew not fear. Like Napoleon, they held impossible to be the adjective of, of fools, and they reveled in the glorious truth that in the lexicon of youth is no such word as fail. Therefore, on the day following the of the butler's misdeeds, they met in the arbor to plan a new campaign. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Here we go. Fucking hey, Harry and Tommy. Fucking. In the hour when all seemed blackest to them, and when the narrowing walls of possibility hedged them in on every side, thus ran the deliberations of these dauntless youths. We have played out the meaner things that are inanimate and inert. Ooh. Here it comes. Oh, no. It's Why those bubs. Why not then trench on the domains of life? The dead have lapsed into the regions of the forgotten past. Let the living look to themselves. That night when they met, Dude, all what? households had retired to balmy sleep. And not but the Too amorous... Too much of the balmy sleep, by the way. Yeah. That's true. Sweaty, and, sweaty sleeping. Mm, favorite phrases. Mm -hmm. and favorite not, phrases. Have you seen that video where like somebody gathers together all the overused phrasings in the West Wing? No. No. That's funny. It's beautiful. <laughs> And not but the amorous wailings of nocturnal cats told of the existence of life and sentience. Each bore into the arbor in his arms. Oh, oh no. Killing now. What is this? Is this another cat thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Brett! Oh. Mary. Brett! Oh, God. I, Gird your I horns, lady. Oh, boy. Do this. This 
is okay. the second incident of live cat violence I have had Here to witness. Go. Oh my god. Each bore into the arbor in uh, his arms a pet rabbit and a piece of sticking plaster. Wait, what? Then in the peaceful, quiet no, moonlight no, no. commenced a work of mystery, blood, and gloom. The proceedings the began by fixing a piece of sticking plaster over the mouth Aww. of each rabbit to prevent it making a noise if so inclined. Oh, what? No. Oh, no. No. Then Tommy held up his rabbit by its mm. scuddy tail and it hung wriggling. I just noticed it's 8.23. A white mass in the moonlight. Slowly, Harry raised his rabbit, holding in the same manner, and when level with his head, brought it down on Tommy's ah! client. No, 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 Why no, 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 no. Why are they obsessed with this knocking is... things together? Wait, oh, so they're... that is so terrible. Wait, so they're bonking the rabbits against okay. each other? Yeah. What Okay. <laughs> this is really bad. But the chances had been miscalculated. The boys held firmly to the tails, but the chief portions of the rabbits fell to the fell to earth. What? The tail the tails <sighs> got removed? No, I think they were trying to sword fight, but the rabbits wouldn't <laughs> the stay hell? upright. Ere the doomed beast could escape, however, the operators have pounced upon them, and this time holding them by the hind legs renewed the trial, poor things. Deep into the night, the game was kept up, and the eastern sky began to show signs of approaching day, as each boy bore triumphantly the dead course of his favorite bunny and placed it within its sometime hutch. Next night, the same game was renewed with a new rabbit on each side, and for more than a week, so long as the hutches supplied the wherewithal, the battle was sustained. No. They're just bonking these rabbits against each other? They're just bonking these rabbits, killing them. This is horrible. Bonk your little peens together. Yeah, Yeah. bonk bonk your peens together. That's what you really want. Yeah, it it really is. It is what what Stroker (laughs) is really wanting. Him and Poe, man. True that there were sad hearts and red eyes in the juveniles of Santa and Murford, as one by one the beloved pets were found dead, but Harry and Tommy, with the hearts of heroes, steeled to suffering and deaf to the pitiful cries of childhood, still fought the good fight on to the bitter end. Oh, good for them. When the supply of rabbits was exhausted, other munition was not wanting, and for some days, the war was continued with white mice, dormice, hedgehogs, guinea pigs, pigeons. Where do they live? Pigeons, lambs, monsters, canaries, parakeets, spelled in a crazy way, um, <laughs> how can Linnets. they do this to how how can they do this? They're psychopaths. They're yeah, they're not just sociopaths. Oh they're my psychopaths. god, they're psychopaths. Squirrels, they're parrots, marmots. Okay, poodles. Yikes. Poodles. Ravens. Poodles. Tortoises. Terriers and cats. No, I don't. Where do they live? Of these, as might be expected, oh, they live in a zoo. <laughs> oh, they must. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, they bought a zoo. <laughs> of these, as might be expected, the most difficult to manipulate were the terriers and the cats. And of yeah, these well, two classes, the proportion of the difficulties in the way of terrier hacking was, when compared with those of cat hacking, fuck you, about horrible. that which the simple lack of the British pharmacopoeia bears to water in the compound which dairymen palm off upon a too confiding public as milk. Defoe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, more than once when engaged in the rapturous delights of cat hacking, had Harry and no, Tommy wished that the silent the tomb could ope its ponderous and massy jaws and engulf them, for the feline victims were not patient in their death agonies. <gasps> no! And often broke the bonds in which the security of the artist rested and turned fiercely on their executioners. Fuck good, yeah, turn good, on good, them. good, good. At last, however, all the animals available were sacrificed. But the passion for hacking still remained. Oh, God, the baby. How was it all to end? <laughs> okay. All right, well, we'll see. Chapter seven, a cloud with golden lining. Uh-huh. Tommy and Harry sat in the arbor, dejected and disconsolate. They wept like two Alexanders because there were no, because there were no more worlds to conquer. At last, the conviction had been forced upon them that the resources, resources available for hacking were exhausted. That very morning... They had had a desperate battle, and their attire showed the ravages of direful war. Their hats were battered into shapeless masses. Their shoes were soulless and heelless and had the uppers broken. The ends of their braces, their sleeves, and their trousers were frayed. And had they indulged in the manly luxury of coattails, these two would have gone. Okay, is that a joke? I mean, I think that is a joke, and that is (laughs) real bad. I I do not have the stomach for it right now. No, no, it's too soon. Truly, hacking had become an absorbing passion with them. Oh, my God. Long and fiercely had they swept onward on the wings of the demon of strife, and powerless at the best of times had been the promptings of good. 
but now heated with combat. Maddened by the equal success of arms, and with the lust for victory still unsated, they longed more fiercely than ever for some new pleasure. Oh, like tigers Christ. that have tasted blood, they thirsted for a larger and more potent libation. Oh, God, here it goes. Baby's as, the, <laughs> as they sat with their souls in a tumult of the desire and despair, the bubbies, <laughs> some evil genius guided into the garden the twin blossoms of the tree of <gasps> Bub. Hand oh, in hand, Zechariah and... Zerubbabel. There we go. There we go. Zerubbabel. <laughs> Zerubbabel. Advanced from the back door. They had escaped from their nurses, and with the exploring instinct of humanity, advanced boldly into the great world, the terra incognita, the ultima thule of the pattern paternal domain. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> In the course of time, they <laughs> approached the hedge of poplars, from behind which the anxious eyes of Harry and Tommy looked for their approach. For the boys knew that where the twins were, the nurses were accustomed to be gathered together, and they feared discovery if their retreat should be cut off. It was a touching sight, these lovely babies, alike in form, oh, feature, size, expression, and dress. In fact, so like each other that one <gasps> might not have told either from which. Why is oh, that in this quotes? Is because it's exactly what they said about their knives. Oh, that's right. Oh. When the startling similarity was recognized by Harry and Tommy, each suddenly turned and grasping the other by the shoulder spoke in a keen whisper. Hack! They are exactly equal. This is the very apotheosis of our art. I'm so sorry. These kids are they unbearable. Are, they are unhinged. Yeah, they truly unhinged. are. Also, they are what, like eight, and they're using the word apotheosis. Yeah, they. Well, I we, hate them so much. I hate them for many. I hate them for many reasons. We know they're little snobs. They're tiny yeah, they're snobs. Little, big little snobs. Um, with excited faces and trembling hands, they laid their plans to lure the unsuspecting babes within the precincts of their charnel house. And they were so successful in their efforts <gasps> that in a little time, the twins had toddled behind the hedge and were lost to the side of the parental mansion. Oh, my God. Harry and Tommy were not famed for gentleness within the immediate precincts of yeah, their no respective shit. houses. I'm sorry. You don't need so. to say that. We already know. Jesus. But it would have delighted the heart of any philanthropist to see the kindly manner in which they arranged for the pleasures of the helpless babes. Aww. With smiling faces and playful words and gentle wiles, they led them within the arbor and then, under pretense of giving them some of those sudden jumps in which infants rejoice, they raise them from the ground. <gasps> Tommy held Zachariah across his arm with his baby moon face smiling up at the cobwebs on the arbor, arbor roof. And Harry, with a Holy mighty effort, shit. raised the cherubic Zerubbabel aloft. Look, oh. I know we knew this was coming, but I am it's still shocked. Still, I'm I mean, shocked. The manner in which it's happening. No, like, this is, is a nightmare. Shocking. This is a nightmare. Devastating. Each nerved himself for a great endeavor. Harry to give, oh my Tommy god. to endure a shock. Oh my god. And then the form of Zerubbabel was seen whirling through the air around Harry's glowing and determined face. Oh my god. There is a sickening crash. Oh my god. And the arm of Tommy yielded visibly. The pasty oh. face of Zerubbabel had fallen fair onto that of Zechariah. This is grisly. Oh for my Tommy god. and Harry. Bludgeon these kids against each other against one another. I mean, that is so that is so sick. I can't take it. (laughs) We're by this time. uh, Tommy and Harry were by this time artists of too great experience to miss so simple a mark. The putty-like noses collapsed. (gasps) The putty-like cheeks became for a moment flattened, (gasps) and when in an instant more they parted, the faces of both were dabbled in gore. Immediately, the firmament was rent with a series of such yells as might have awakened the dead. Well, yeah, why didn't they use the putty like they did for the rabbits? You know what? They're getting messy. (sighs) This is a classic serial killer. Yeah, they're escalating. They're escalating and they're getting sloppy. They're getting sloppy, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dualitists. They're dueling. They're dueling. I get it now. Oh, my fucking God. (sighs) Forthwith from the house of Bub came the echoes and parental cries and footsteps. As the sounds of scurrying feet rang through the mansion, Harry cried to Tommy, They will be on us soon. Let us cut to the roof of the stable and draw up the ladder. Tommy answered by a nod. He's like, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> and the two boys, <laughs> regardless of consequences and bearing each a twin, ascended to the oh, roof of the stable by means of a ladder which usually stood against the wall and which they pulled up after them. As Ephraim Bub issued from his house in pursuit of his lost darlings, the sight which met his gaze froze his very soul. <gasps> there, on the cupping of the stable roof, stood Harry and Tommy renewing their game. <gasps> they this- can't play they, they are seemed psycho. like two young demons forging some diabolical they implement. Are. For each in turn, the twins were lifted high in the air and <gasps> let fall with stunning force onto the supine form of its fellow. Oh, my God. How Ephraim felt none but a tender and imaginative father can conceive. 
Uh, I think I can conceive. Yeah, I think I think we're all conceiving. I can conceive it. I think he and the missus are gonna dual assist those boys. Amen. Amen. I hope Please. they do. Sure. Please, power to you. It would be enough to wring the heart of even a callous parent to see his children, the darlings of his old age, his own beloved twins, being sacrificed to the brutal pleasure of unregenerate youths without being made unconsciously and helplessly guilty of the crime of fratricide. <laughs> Loudly did Ephraim and also Sophonisba Sophonisba who with disheveled locks she was oh ill go back and now appeared appeared upon the scene bewail their unhappy lot and shriek in vain for aid but rare ill chance no eyes save their own saw the work of butchery or heard the shrieks of anguish and despair oh my god wildly did Ephraim mounting on the shoulders of his spouse strive but in vain to scale the stable wall Oh my God! Baffled in every effort, he rushed into the house and appeared in a moment, bearing in his hands a double-barreled gun. Amen. <gasps> into which he poured the contents of a shot pouch as he ran. Oh my God! He came anigh the stable and hailed the murderous youths. Drop them, twins, and come down here! Or I'll shoot you like a brace of dogs. Never! Exclaimed oh the heroic God. two with one impulse, and continued their awful pastime Wait, with the zest. As they knew that the agonized eyes of parents wept at the cause of their joy. Oh, they're so what? sick. They're so fucked up. Then die! Shrieked Ephraim <gasps> as he fired both barrels right, left at the hackers. But alas, love for his darling shook the hand that never shook before. As the smoke yeah. cleared off and Ephraim recovered from the kick of his gun, he heard a loud twofold laugh of triumph <gasps> and saw Harry and Tommy all unhurt. Waving in the air the trunks of the twins. <gasps> Which oh yes! my god, I'm gonna be sick. Oh my god. The oh. fawn father had blown away the heads oh completely. Are you kidding me? Offspring. Are you kidding This goddamn story. Tommy and Harry shrieked aloud in glee after and after playing catch with the bodies for some time. Oh my god! What? Seen shoot only them again. Shoot, shoot them. them. Like, Kill them. Seriously, like, they're evil. Get a rake. Just yeah, just sweep them off the roof down, and just <laughs> rake their faces off. Uh, seen only by the agonized eyes of the inf- infanticide and his wife, flung them high in the air. Ephraim leaped forward to catch what had once been Zachariah, <gasps> and Sophonisba grabbed wildly for the loved remains of her Zerubbabel. Oh, but my the weight of the God. bodies and the height from which they fell were not reckoned by either parent, and from being ignorant of a simple dynamical formula, each tried to effect an object which calm common sense, united with scientific knowledge, would have told them was impossible. The masses fell, and Ephraim and Sophonisba were stricken dead by the falling twins. Wait, I mean, what? honestly, honestly, that's Good for fine. Them. No, you know what? They, you know what? They, they, they get out of their misery. Yeah, they, can't, they can't continue. Go to a better what world. Gonna, they, what are you going to do? You, they I will not be able to live after saw. that. Look at what I'd they experienced. Die. He just shot the heads die. of his own dead children. Trying to save them. They, and then we're killed by them. Bloody pulp of their children's heads. That's so... Oh, my God. You... Uh, they're dead by the falling twins who are thus posthumously guilty of the crime of parasite. Okay, no, that's another not. joke that's and it's not, not funny. funny. Not funny. Bam. <sighs> Stroker. An intelligent coroner's jury found the parents guilty of the crimes of infanticide and suicide on the evidence of Harry and Tommy who swore <gasps> reluctantly Burning that the inhuman hell. monsters maddened by drink maddened by drink had killed their offspring by shooting them in the air out of a cannon what? since stolen. What? Wince, they're like, uh, they can't find the cannon because someone stole it. Oh um, my God, this is such a crazy like lie. curses, they had fallen on their own heads and that then they had slain themselves with their own hands. Oh Accordingly, Ephraim and Savinispa were denied the solace of Christian burial and were committed to the earth with maimed rites and had stakes driven through their middles to pin them down into their unhallowed graves till the crack of doom, like vampires. Oh my God. Harry and Tommy were each rewarded with national honors and were knighted, even at their tender years. This is wild. This story's insane. Fortune seemed to smile upon them all the long after years, and they lived to a ripe old age, (gasps) hail of body and respected and beloved of all. Fuck that. Often the golden summer eves when all nature seemed at rest, when the oldest cask was opened and the largest lamp was lit, when the chestnuts glowed in the embers and the kid turned on the spit, when their great-grandchildren pretended to mend fictional armor and to trim an imaginary helmet's plume, 
when the shuttles of the good wives of their grandchildren went flashing each through its proper loom, with shouting and with laughter they were accustomed to tell the tale of the dualitists, or the death doom of the double-born. What? You've got to be the fucking flying fuck. That was insane. That, that was, was insane. That was That's insane. gonna give me nightmares for the rest no, of my life. No, that was yes. Okay, I laughed at that person for leaving a review that said it was all caps sick and all caps twisted. But dude, that no, was like it the was most sick dis- and twisted. That was, the most disgusting. That was story the most ever. disturbing thing I've ever heard. That was the ah fucked up guys. Well, well, sleep well. It is Thanks. late. You know what? Good night, man. I hope that you were listening to this right before bed. Yeah, just like I hope Ooh. you were just like. Oh, just settling down. I just, just going to have a little bedtime story. Oh. <laughs> Remember like, how we were like, oh, I like how I like how it's imbuing it with like a fun sense of seriousness because it's good. Do you think they play, 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 play? Do you know how fucking stupid wow. we sounded? We, we were so, so, so naive. Stupid. Hate the me of then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Ugh. Well, thanks so much for doing the show, yeah, thank Mary. Thanks for having me. At, At least we're hearing to... that from your dulcet tones. Oh, God bless. <laughs> Let's all not... Well, what lesson do we take from that? Let none of us bear children. There we go. Oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> Burn it away, man. Thank you for oh, joining thank us. Thank you so much. What See you treat. next week, guys. Keep it cultured. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.